Listening to History Makers, and joining me on the line today is Bill Hunter. He's employed by the Salvation Army Australia. He also has been connected to Sports Chaplaincy Australia, but more well known as the chaplain of the Brisbane Broncos, the best football team in the world. How you doing, Bill? Good on you, mate. Oh yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on the phone, mate. Now, tell us a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in Toowoomba, but uh, that's only very brief part of my life because my parents were Salvation Army pastors and so they sort of, back in those days they used to get transferred around all over the place uh, so we spent a fair bit of time uh, moving and sort of travelling around Queensland, New South Wales ACT which was a bit of an experience it was um, it, it was a good experience but in a, in a lot of ways it was a bad experience I suppose the bad part was just having to make friends every time you went to a, a new place, new church, new school, new environment. That was hard, and I was a pretty shy, introverted sort of kid. So it has its advantages because I just met so many people over, over my lifetime, and I've got so many contacts and networks, which is fantastic. But, um, yeah, child, childhood was good. My mum and dad always had food on the table, always had clothing, shelter, etc., and always had a, a fantastic Christian upbringing. But just, um, yeah, just that... that Living around was a bit of a pain in the neck, basically, to be honest. <laughs> and tell us about your own faith journey. Obviously, you had a foundation in your faith. Was there a conversion experience at some stage? Yeah, as a kid, actually, at about seven or eight years of age at Maitland in New South Wales. I remember giving my heart to, to the Lord, to Jesus, and that was a pretty special time. I remember being quite emotional. Um, my dad had a call forward for, for people who wanted to, to give their lives to Jesus, so I did that. It was fantastic, but... Um, yeah, I think it was a bit of a journey ever since then, and um, I suppose I've failed in a lot of areas of my life, like all of us, but I've considered myself pretty well a Christian all my life. And let's have a look at your career. What, what did you do when you finished school? What was your first job, or did you go to uni? What, what did you do? Okay, when I finished school, I, to be honest, I was a pretty bad student. I wasn't really interested in school. I didn't like studies. Loved sports, so sports sort of saved me a little bit. And when I left school, I actually... Fluked a job. I think I, I fluked getting into the Queensland Police as a police cadet, which I was pretty keen on for a, for a while, and went to the police academy as a police cadet, did 18 months there. Uh, had an absolute ball because it wasn't all about study. It was a lot of sport and a lot of interaction and camaraderie, and I really enjoyed that. And then um, when I graduated as a police officer, I went to the, the Valley as a police officer for a few months, then Nambour, then Roma, back to Nambour at the police youth club there, and then I got a phone call from a fellow named Sergeant Wayne Bennett, who in, at that particular time was in charge of the PE department and the police academy at Oxley and asked me to come back as a PE teacher. So that was a, a great opportunity for someone who's crazy on sport and health and fitness. So I took that opportunity and I spent about 18, another 18 or 19 years at the police academy as a physical education instructor. So I had a wonderful police career for 21 years. So that's Wayne Bennett, who's now the coach of the Broncos. That's the man. Wow, I didn't realise that connection, hey? Yeah, so that's... <laughs> Pretty well why I suppose the chaplaincy role happened for me 
at the beginning of 1998. Uh, at the end of 1997, the Broncos lost their chaplain at the time. And so Sports Chaplaincy Australia rang up Wayne and said, look, we've got this guy trained up. I've done all the training to be a sports chaplain. And that was me, obviously. And uh, they asked Wayne if they'd have me on board. And he said, oh, of course. I know Billy Hunter really well and trust him and all that sort of stuff. So I started at the beginning of 1998 uh, as their chaplain. I suppose for a couple of reasons, but one of them, I suppose, having a good relationship with Wayne Bennett was a fantastic start. Uh, now, let's get back to uh, your role as a chaplain for the Broncos. Um, yep. For those who don't know what a sports chaplain does, tell us uh, how you get involved with the team. What, what does the job entail? Well, there is an organisation called Sports Chaplains Australia who train people up to become chaplains in sporting teams. And then, of course, you just get appointed to a, a particular sporting team. A lot of sporting teams come to Sports Chaplains Australia asking for chaplains. So I suppose you, you, you're there as a, a presence, um, an encouragement, uh, as a spiritual mentor for those who want to go down that track um, and have some sort of faith, belief, etc. Uh, I've done a lot of weddings. I've done a lot of christenings of the guys' children. I've done a funeral for a guy who unfortunately committed suicide. One of our younger second-grade players committed suicide. I've uh, done a lot of counselling, helped a lot of guys with different issues in life, and we all have these different types of issues, I suppose, such as gambling and alcohol and those types of issues. So you're really there just as a, as a presence. It's an unpaid role, of course, and just to help out, support. I go to... Broncos every week go to one of the training sessions and just hang out. And if they need me, they need me. If they don't, that's fine. I hang out and have a bit of a chat to some of the guys. We actually, the last couple of years, we've had a, a bit of a breakthrough. We have a Bible study every couple of weeks. And we have about six guys come to that. So yeah, study God's Word and have a bit of a chat and a bit of a prayer for each other. And it's a, it's a fantastic time together. So, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of different things you do as a chaplain. Because I'm a distance runner, my background's running. I love running and got pretty good at it um, in my early to mid-twenties. So when they did a lot of pre-season stuff uh, out at the gap on a private property, a lot of distant stuff, I was able to get there and run with the guys and encourage them and support them and help them and just um, yeah, try to get them to relax a bit. And They hate the running, the long distance running, so it was good for me to be able to get there and get a bit of credibility. So there's a lot of different things you can do as a, as a chaplain depending on the, the team and the environment and what they require. Fantastic, mate. Now, I, I have interviewed a few footy players over the years who've got a pretty strong faith, um, yep. one of them being uh, Jason Stevens, and yep. uh, he's, a, he's a classic. Uh, I actually interviewed him before he was married. He was quite well-known when he was a well-known player uh, for standing up for his faith. I remember he got into a fight one day, and they said, aren't you a Christian? In the, the, the post-match interview, they, aren't you a Christian, mate? And he goes, yeah, haven't you read the Bible? Haven't you heard about David and Goliath, mate? They didn't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Well done. Yeah. So uh, he's certainly uh, one who's, who's worn his faith on his sleeve. Um, and then, of course, we've heard about Jared Hayne, uh, who's connected yeah. to Hillsong Church, and he's uh, certainly been quite outspoken about his faith uh, over the years as well. Another one, I can see uh, a photo on your Facebook page is uh, Brad Thorne. T- tell us about your connection to Brad. I think that's one of the major roles that a, that a football club or any sporting club is actually support the Christian guys and when I started in 98 Brad had only just become a Christian and he was finding it pretty tough because um, after being a bit of a wild boy and then all of a sudden become a Christian his lifestyle changed and he copped a fair bit of flack from a lot of the players and, and staff and so forth so it was good to be able to encourage and support him and he did the same for me in my role so great having those sort of Christian guys in the team but Brad Thorne and I over those 
years, we've become pretty well great mates. So we sort of hang out a fair bit together. He comes and speaks at my church on a fairly regular basis. And he is one of the most, as we all know, decorated footballers ever, having represented Australia and Queensland and Broncos in rugby league and winning premierships and world championships, but then also in rugby union, playing for the All Blacks and winning world titles and championships there. And he's played all over the world. He's just a legend footballer. But just a legend guy as well and just one of the most down-to-earth guys you'll ever wish to meet and just got this fantastic faith. So I just like catching up with him because he's such a encouragement, such a positive guy. And I've even got one or two of the Broncos catching up with him on a regular basis because they just love him and he inspires them and gives them some fantastic advice and encouragement and inspiration as well. So, yeah, he's one of the champions of life, champions of the, the football community, Brad Thorne, that's for sure. Fantastic. I'll have to track him down and uh, get his story on the radio one day. It'd be, it'd be awesome to chat to. And um, sure. the other one I'm just curious about, and I, I think I've got my facts right here, uh, was it uh, Israel Folau that converted from Mormonism to yeah. uh, Pentecostal Church? Did, did you have much to yeah. do with him? He did that, yeah. Uh, he was a Bronco, of course. Uh, he was a Mormon when he was a Bronco, but when he left, uh, went to all sorts of different sports, but he got involved, I think it was in Hillsong down in Sydney and became a, a Christian guy. So, And I've caught up with him since, and he's, just, he's a fantastic guy. and going, going great as well. So uh, kicking goals in life and kicking goals with his uh, faith and with his um, Christian experience as well. So, yeah, he's, one, he's a, a true champion as well. Yeah, fantastic. So good to hear uh, these footy players because the reality is, Bill, that uh, it's a tough gig being in the public spotlight when you're a, an elite sportsman. You're getting paid all these big bucks. You're, you're probably tempted all the time with, you know, all sorts of, uh, you know, tr- you could get into trouble in all sorts of ways. Uh, but we, we need good role models in footy these days, don't we, mate? We need a lot more of them, unfortunately, but it, it's a, it is a tough one. But a lot of us don't understand. Everyone thinks, oh, it's, they're famous and they're making big money and all that. Women are throwing themselves. That's not that great, actually. There's a lot of hard times. And, you know, you can imagine that a person like Darren Lockyer, he can't even go to a supermarket because he's just going to get swarmed. So life might look great to most of us, but deep down it's a pretty tough gig. And there are a lot of temptations, a lot of money, a lot of time. Women throwing themselves at you. It, it's it's a tough gig, and um, that's why I suppose chaplains are, are good to help support and encourage and, and try and help guide the guys in the right direction. And um, if they've got good family and good friends around them, that can help that as well. Now, you mentioned your church uh, that you run. Um, I, I was really curious uh, when I found out of this, this sports church that you run or God Sports Arena. Um, and yep. I love the fact that you, you have. Uh, Half time, where you have oranges, and then you you yep. change seats at half time. Tell us how that all works. <laughs> God just kicked me up the backside about seven seven or eight years ago, actually, and said you need to do something for people that don't really like church and that, that like normal church. And well, okay, well, I'll do that. So I started this church called God Sports Arena. So we do the whistle for kickoff and the half time and oranges. We swap sides at half time and. We've been we've got the sin bin there, so you know if you come along and don't swap sides, your phone goes off. Sorry, you've got to spend ten minutes in the sin bin. So we we have a lot of fun with it, but you know it has grown. We average about a hundred people every Sunday night now, and most of our people are broken people that probably don't fit into mainstream churches, etc. So they love our church because we're fairly relaxed. I suppose our mantra is, is love, encouragement, and being non-judgmental. So we have a lot of recovering addicts from addictions with alcohol, drugs, gambling, we have a lot of ex-jailbirds, ex-prostitutes, a lot of broken people that just want to better themselves and, and get out of some of the, the deep 
issues and problems they've had in their lives, and so we're there to do that for them. And it's just, yeah, if you ever get an opportunity to come along to God Sports Arena Sunday night in uh, Salvos in the city there at Ann Street, just up from King George Square, 5.30 every Sunday night, we have an absolute ball, but we do have a wonderful time of just getting to meet God. And at the end of our church, we have a call forward for prayer, and each week we have between 20 and 30 of those people come forward for a prayer from a prayer team. So there's just some, some awesome things happening in that church. And we have an encouragement segment where a lot of us get up and encourage each other and tell some fantastic stories and um, a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of people as well. So if you want to get blessed and blown away, come along one Sunday night and see um, some of the transformation happening in some people's lives. But I'm just so grateful for God. He kicked me in the backside, as I said, seven or eight years ago and said, you need to start something that's going to be relevant to a lot of these people. And it's just um, taken off. Yeah, so it's fantastic. So good, mate. And, you know, I've uh, I've heard about it from many different people over the years because, uh, you know, I run a, a soup kitchen and, and pick up people from the homeless shelters and a lot of the yeah. guys say, oh, yeah, I go to Sunday nights with, with Bill Hunter. You know, I go to the sports church. And, um, you know, I just think it's great that uh, these things are available uh, for some of these people yeah. that are doing it tough. Uh, because, yeah. you know, let's face it, that's the kind of thing Jesus would be doing. He'd be hanging out with the, the people that are down and out and uh, giving them a, a hand up, wouldn't he? Exactly. And that's what the founder of the Salvation Army, William Bird, did the same thing. So I'll call myself William Bird the second. Hey, how's that <laughs> One of my favourite quotes from William Booth, he says, I'm not waiting for a move of God. I am a move of God. <laughs> how good is that? Well, I know, Matt. It's great, isn't it? He just called it. So, mate, before we go, uh, I always like to ask our guests to share the gospel. Uh, so if there's people listening right now that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, what is the gospel yeah. and how do people respond to it? To be honest, it is really, really plain and simple. And if you're struggling with it and you think, no, nah, not for me, give it a go. Just give it a chance because all you've got to do is say, Jesus, I take you into my life. Please forgive me, Jesus, for all the rubbish that I've done on this earth. And honestly, he forgives you straight away. The past is gone and there's a fresh, bright future. We're not going to promise that everything's going to be rosy, but I tell you what, I've seen it in many people's lives when they've surrendered and gave in their, given their life to Jesus, they are a new person and all of a sudden things do tend to start turning around for the better. So it's there for, you, for the taking and um, if you find it hard, speak to someone who you, you believe and trust who has that deep personal uh, relationship with Jesus and they'll help you through it as well. Absolutely awesome. Good news, mate. And uh, I know you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. You get out and uh, you don't just uh, talk the gospel, you live it as well. Uh, it's a, an honour to be able to catch up with you today, Bill Hunter. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the chat, Matt. Really appreciate it. All the best. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations. 
bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor, 